Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the NY Patriot Show. Thank you very much for hitting that play button. If this is the first time that you have come across my show or my channel, thank you very much. Uh, I think you will love this show and possibly uh, all the other content and the amazing guests that I've had on. So uh, you can also just hit that sub button now because you're going to anyway after the show. Uh, if you're a returning listener, that's what's up. I appreciate it. I love all of you. Uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't keep doing this. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And really, if you're a returning listener and you really enjoy my show and my stuff, the best way that you could show your gratitude is literally just hitting the like button and sharing this. You don't even have to hit the like button. Just share it. If you want to show your appreciation, you know, the show's for free. We don't charge. The best that I could uh, hope for is someone to just share this stuff. Pass it on. So, yeah. If you're a returning listener, thank you very much. And to all the new listeners, what is up? Uh, yeah. This week, um, back to Twin Peaks. Um, trying to keep it in a bi-weekly thing. May not end up that way. But I'm trying to. I had almost put out something else this week instead because uh, it was a lot easier to handle than this. But, you know, Twin Peaks, it's that's some deep stuff, unfortunately. So I, I try to at least, you know, do my best when I cover Peaks, and it may not be as easy as other things. Um, but this week, um, we are actually getting into Season 3 of it. Um, I may be jumping around, um, not going in order. I'm uh, just trying to really, right now at the beginning while I'm doing this, I'm just covering, like, really, I think, some of the most weirdest stuff, um, which I think is the most, like, blatant, uh, I wouldn't say a cult, but, you know, we don't understand what's probably being shown there. So I find that a lot more interesting and fun to tackle at first, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we got season three, episode three. Um, in my opinion, I mean, it, I think it's quite obvious. I mean, even looking at it, and not, if you're not sure what you really watched, I'm assuming most people, if they watched the whole thing and paid attention, they'd realize that, like, I mean, Cooper, who was in the other seasons, I mean, is coming into existence, finally, in, into this one. I mean, really, and, and that even goes along with the whole third sphere on the Tree of Life. You know, that is when things come into existence, into this reality from the Supernal Triad. So, I mean, is there even a correlation there that... You know, this thing really, or Cooper doesn't really end up into the new Twin Peaks. I mean, and that's even a whole other thing. I mean, the guy's going back to something that's pretty much done and over with. Um, I might get into that a little bit as we go on if I remember to bring it up, because it's actually something I thought about after the fact I wrote my notes. Just going to be honest, so hopefully I remember. But this whole episode is basically just, I think, showing Cooper uh, popping into the Matrix. Um, I guess we'll just really get going now. Again, that, that is what I think is being shown in this uh, episode, and I'll you know, be showing the other things and why I think that. And uh, actually, before we get going, I just want to reiterate, I, I know I've been saying it constantly, and I'm going to keep saying it, this stuff is just my opinion. I have the farthest idea, really, except for just a few gems that David Lynch has dropped. I have... No idea. The farthest idea of what was going through this man's head when he made this stuff. And I think most of us, especially David Lynch and Twin Peak fans, we all understand that. This stuff is not meant for you to understand the first time you watched it or probably the 50th time you watched it. This is stuff that I think you should keep on thinking about. He wanted you to think. He wants you to wonder what's going on on the screen. I mean, again, that is all just me theorizing, but like I've said... We don't know much. David Lynch has not said much about everything in this show. So here I am theorizing my commentary on what I think it could be about. I could be completely wrong or I could be right. Uh, for the most part, in the beginning of episode three, um, you have Cooper falling. Again, it looks like space. To me, I'll just be honest, it's really just blackness with white dots. But, I mean, you know, it looks like space. Most people would assume that's probably space. It could be, or it could be literally just showing you black and white, just like Cooper's just only in black and white with his suit. But this is him falling. Um, I, you know, and I don't know if this is a stretch or anything, or it could just be just showing just different angles. It could be nothing behind it. But, I mean, at some point he does, he does also turn. 
I don't know if this is showing him looking the other way, you know, uh, when he's falling. In the show, it does seem like he's falling and why his face was toward us. The things from the back was going forward. Now, when he you see this view, it still looks like everything's you know coming towards you. So, in my opinion, I mean, did he switch positions? Is it showing you him looking another way? Um, if that's it, you know, if that is what was being shown here, it's just my opinion. A little bit like what was being, sh- what I think was being shown in the last episode that I put out with the ending of Firewalk with Me. Uh, that could just be another thing of Janice again, looking one way and going the other. Or this really all could literally just be, uh, you know, just a different camera angle and just, I don't know. There could be nothing behind it. But again, with this stuff, you never know. So, Uh, yeah. And then uh, you eventually start seeing this type of stuff coming in. I mean, to me, I think that's, especially with the color. The color and the fact that it's almost kind of like an air or a smoke in a sense. Um, I, I do think it's showing him like coming into existence in this realm. I do think Lynch, from things that he has said and theorizing on what he said and things that he has shown in his stuff, I do think he likes to show the difference between like the silver screen and the colored screen. The difference from, like, as above, so below, uh, the beginning of the Matrix, the frame, and then, you know, the Matrix really kicking in and making it seem all real and magical. In 3D, you start getting all these colors to help do that. I could be wrong, but I, I do think he does point at stuff like that sometimes. So I often wonder, is that kind of like why we're seeing the p- color purple? Because the color purple will go with Bina and Saturn again up in that third uh, sphere spot on the Tree of Life. And again, in my opinion, in between both pillars, you have air. When rising, when you add heat to air, you know, whatever, it starts to rise. If you add fire and water, the pillars together, you could get steam. That's air, heat, rising, mercury. You add some heat to it, it rises, you know, all stuff like that. Could uh, could possibly be what's being shown here. Well, I don't know. And then, uh, again, like you will see now the rest of like everything going on. Where he ends up. To me, uh, just for me, I've even seen, seen stuff like this in, uh, I think it was Travis Scott, some of his videos. That I think was even showing kind of Saturn or Bina. Um, it will have certain colors. I mean, black and purple. That all goes with the left pillar, the black pillar, black sphere at the top, Saturn, Orbina, the third sphere. Black goes with that. Purple goes with that. You're seeing that right here, and this is like a very, in my opinion, there's not much detail. There's one door. I mean, that could just be the two pillars right there, just showing you in a way. But in my opinion, this is very plain, very just a plain structure. Almost as in if, uh, you know, there was no walls yet. and Everything was just kind of like the beginning structure of something. Even though this is, you know, already put together, is it just showing you really just a very plain idea, which is a lot like Bina. That's just the idea of something before it starts getting put into form and then critiqued and turned into what it's supposed to eventually turn into. You know, uh, Bina could be like... a. I mean, I would even say Chesed is more of a blueprint. Maybe the thought of the blueprint, and then by the time it hits the fourth sphere, it starts to become the blueprint. You know, so it's very plain, but it's an idea that has been birthed or brought into existence. I think that is quite honestly what we could be seeing here. And then even with, like, this next picture that's coming up, I mean, we got the the waters. It's dark. You got purple. I mean, really, just for me, that is all Bina symbolism. Um, and then he ends up in this place. Now he is with this woman that, uh, as you can see, she has no eyes. And she doesn't really talk. Um, I'm almost positive. It's just slipping my mind right now. I'm almost positive as we move along. 
she will make noises, like almost like grunts, but doesn't actually speak. It's just like a noise and no sight. And that is even very much of like getting up into the top part of the tree for me. That just makes total sense. And she's in red. That couch, I mean, could be black. Black pillar, left pillar, red is Gaborah. So, I mean, it's all, in my opinion, kind of middle to upper part of the left tree. We are seeing here, which is exactly where the number three falls as well. Um, so, yeah, we have this woman, as you can see. She does not talk. She has no eyes. Um, a little bit about this scene, too, which I'm going to show in a little bit without the filter. Uh, you know, trying to help uh, keep this stuff legit. Um, it's very much like kind of like the lodge or the red room. It's very weird. Uh, there's other parts that you will see, too, where it almost like sounds like it's backwards again. In case you've never seen this stuff, you know, you have no idea. Very much like the Red Room, I think. And here is Cooper. You can see him. He's there. He's in the room with the woman. Very weird stuff. Uh, there is no talking. Actually, I will show you the part when Cooper finally does talk. I think I can even show you how that all happened. But, uh, yeah, Cooper is now inside this room with that woman in the red uh, you know, red dress. And now he's looking at the electrical outlet on the, uh, on the wall. And there is a 1 and a 5 on there. Um, there is a few things about that outlet, especially with that number on there that I can try to guess at. Um, 15 could go into 6. I don't know. In my opinion, I, I, I don't think that that's what it is. I don't think we're looking at Tiferet. I do think it's quite possible we are just looking at a, a multiple of 3 or a multiple of 5. Uh, 3 by 5, you would get three, uh, 15. <laughs> Uh, good math there. Uh, three by five, you would get 15. So it's a multiple of five, and it is a multiple of three. And again, it's kind of what I was just saying about the woman, the black sphere, black hair, black couch, the darkness. That's three. That's the left pillar. Five, the red dress. Three times five, you get a 15. Or I could be totally off about both. Or it could be different. <laughs> I have no idea. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that this is somehow uh, a multiple of three or a multiple of five going on right there. I mean, is that pipe supposed to represent an arm in a sense? You know, he does have fascinations and things with arms that we'll be showing as well going forward. But here's just another close-up of the outlet if people want to check it out. But there you go. That didn't wake you up. I don't know what would. I wasn't expecting it to be that loud either. <laughs> so as you can see, the woman who cannot speak and has no eyes, she does not want him going near there. She's trying to stop him from going towards it. It is like he is a, a moth to a flame. He's being pulled towards that direction. Another reason why I do feel in a sense that that is the left pillar, multiple of three or five, it's because if he was energy coming into this existence, I, I do think, as wild as it sounds, you can break down the Kabbalah, you can break down to magic, you can break down magic to straight down to magnetism and electricity. That is pulling him. He is being pulled towards that. And in my opinion, that's the whole problem right there. But that's a whole other deeper subject and topic to talk about. But I, I do think uh, he's being pulled to it like a you know moth to a flame. And she is uh, trying to stop him right there. And then now moving forward, we have them on top of this, this thing. And again, it's supposed to be in space, the sky. Uh, I do think <laughs> there's a couple of things going on with this. Uh, I do find it interesting that, that that thing that they're on, it's not 
totally perfect, but it does remind me of kind of like the double-cubed altar. I don't think it probably is that, or he, he could be referring to that. Uh, I even think, I mean, that, that metal piece that she's got her hand on, that could be so many things. I mean, it makes me think of, like, stuff when it comes to TVs, electrical stuff, heating lamps, electricity. Uh, but I mean, even, to be totally honest with you, even with old movie cameras, kind of have, like, if you were to go back and look at the old Panavision or panoramic, whatever, pano something, type cameras, they are very much with that rectangle shape and a circle. And I think that all goes back to when you start getting into that area of the tree, third sphere, you do get into spheres and squares, I believe, when you start getting into the female and male NG up in that area. So I do think that this could be showing something to that extent. Or I'm completely bad. Well, and there you go. I mean, I guess, yeah, I was right. It does have something to do with electricity because of what we just saw. <laughs> but I do, uh, I do find it, you know, I find it interesting, that whole arm thing. Again, back to an arm. And it's making an electrical connection. Lynch shows a lot of electricity, and I do not think he's doing it just for the fun of it, just because he thinks it's cool. I do believe this stuff is in these shows to get into a very deep idea, bring it all the way back to the basics of how it even became an idea. I have even wondered, could this be showing the male energy again, the, the triangle, well, not the triangle, the rectangle. Here we have this circular thing. Uh, could it be the cup? Could it be the cup that the Scarlet Witch or the Scarlet Whore carries? Is that showing the connection? In my opinion, I think all those spheres are, in a sense, a cup of hers that she is keeping in form. And then the male energy just fills up and spills out, and either you just keep on descending down the tree, coming into existence, or you're actually just breaking out of those forms and moving up the tree. Not to get too deep on you, but I do think this could possibly be showing something like that to where I wonder if her moving that arm is literally actually showing a path going from one sphere to the next on the tree, making the connection or making even more deeper of an idea, the electrical connection. That's what I think is going on here. But I could be wrong. And then we got the Blue Rose. We got our, uh, you know, our boy Briggs over here, uh, Major Briggs, which even, again, not to get too out there, and I, I do know that there's other podcasts, other people I've come across that are really starting to take, uh, I guess, our language serious and starting to think that it could be sigils in a sense or if we really are not totally understanding the language that we're looking at and that we're speaking, you know, and that we read. I do think letters, especially the beginning and the end, but especially the beginning in capitalized letters, I do think, in a sense, can be used as sigils, are sigils, and can mean stuff. Um, so, yeah, even with major breaks, I mean, again, you have the M. I do think that, in a sense, can resemble Twin Peaks. That could be the expansive, you know, the heartbeat without the pull-down. I think I've mentioned that before. It would just be two spikes of that. Uh, could that be what the M is for Major Briggs? And then the B, for all I know, could be almost like a, a reflection of itself. As above, so below with the B. I mean, he's even in, uh, he wears a lot of blue. And in my opinion, kind of chessed is like really when something take, starts to take form into this world. 
Uh, so I do think that the B could actually be like, well, this is a reflection of the supernal triad uh, in form here in this existence. Could be going a little far, but then if you even think about what chess head represents, you know, that's the glory, Gabor is the power, the red one. I can, you know, that goes very much with law enforcement, government, and all these types of agencies. This guy's got all these badges and symbols all over his stuff. So I, I do think he could be very much of Chesed in a sense. And uh, he's saying Blue Rose. Um, yeah, I'm going to get into the whole Blue Rose thing. Uh, as you can see here at the top, that is the Tree of Life. I know I do mention it a lot. Uh, I mention it all the time, actually, especially when it comes to peaks. Uh, sometimes I do think, uh, you know, as people might think that Trump's playing... I don't know, maybe it's 10D chess now. But, uh, you know, literally, I do think that in some ways, Lynch might be actually playing chess with this board right here as we're watching this stuff in the show. And in my opinion, I think that's the same chess Trump is playing. People just don't see it. Um, but, yeah, uh, here I do think uh, I might have a little bit and uh, about the Blue Rose. And I did want to uh, at least pull up the tree so if people don't know what it looks like, has no idea what I'm talking about, you have an, an, an idea of uh, what it looks like. Uh, so, yeah, there is the tree. Um, he mentions Blue Rose. Now, what I was getting at, and after all that, um, the seventh sphere, as you see on the bottom, Netzach, uh, we do bring that up a lot. That is, even though it's on the right side, and that is the uh, it's technically the male side or the projective side, again, if things are bouncing around and being pulled from itself and then brought back the other way, you're going to have things that have influenced you and you're going to just be bouncing around but still taking with you what you've changed and what you've taken up along the way. So I do think there is a possibility that that's how you do have feminine energy or a feminine symbol. Because What I'm going to get to is that the symbol for seven, even though it's on the right-hand side of the tree, uh is a beautiful naked woman, and you do have a rose that would go with that. I mean, and a rose is kind of, you know, goes with a lot of feminine stuff. You have Venus that could be over there, but then again, you also have Lucifer that could be over there. So again, you know, we have both energies. I think, honestly, both energies are in each sphere. I think the male one is the projective energy, like I said before, that neither brings you down or you know, goes up. Um, but you do have a rose that would be associated with that. And then, going up the tree towards five, you would have a five-petal rose again there. What I think he's getting at with this whole blue rose thing is that I, I do think he's showing you right here, instead of going to the other side, seven is just going up to the higher arc of what it is alone. Crazy as it sounds, to the blue sphere. And now it is changing to a blue rose instead of a red rose. You know, and, and in some ways, two is a reflect. Four is a reflection of two, just in this reality. And seven is a reflection of four, but just more stuff added to it, more refined. 3D, very colorful. It's really appealing to your eyes. Again, a beautiful naked woman is a symbol. You know, that's real nice. Captivates you. Lucifer is associated with that symbol. A male figure that was supposed to be so beautiful and captivating. I think seven is a lot more for visual. And then, you know, you get into the eight sphere. That's all about speech and knowledge. That obviously talk, eyes and mouth. I think, you know, seven. Again, what I was getting at is just a lower arc of four. And I do think that he's just trying to express the higher arc, the blue rose. Again, Major Briggs wears a blue uniform associated with, you know, I think it's just a lot of uh, showing that side of the tree and trying to show, you know, Chesed for whatever reason. My idea, my theory, and my commentary. Uh, now, after all that, after that lady uh, flies off the top, falls away, 
I goes back downstairs, and now there is a, a new woman sitting there. And uh, as you can see, uh, she has a mouth. She has eyes. Um, again, like I don't know before, it could have just been because of the coloring. But this does look a, a little bit different than the other one. It seems a little bit more defined to me. Could be wrong. Um, that couch does look a little bit bluish. Could be black, though. But again, she's in a red dress. Uh, she can talk. And she does have eyes. So it is a little bit different than the other one. And I think that's because we're seeing a different feminine energy. And this is how it sounds there. Oh. Okay, I thought she was going to talk. I'm, I'm skipping ahead of myself. So, yeah, as you can you know, hear and see, you know, stuff is going on. She checks her watch. 2.53. And you got Sa on there. Sa itself, just look into that. It can be associated with magic, I think. I have seen Sa come up. Uh, I even question, you know, you have to start wondering, is Sa there? For a reason. I do think so. Like again. I, I don't think a Lynch just kind of tosses stuff in there. I think there's a reason why they're focusing on this watch. And why you know you even get a good shot of it. Stopping at 2.53 on the dot. Um, the S could be the moving around of the energies. The rising Kundalini. Maybe the falling Kundalini in a sense. And the A could be the all seeing eye. The pyramid. The top of the pyramid. Yeah, I think it just is telling you that neither there is an ascension or a falling from the top, coming down, you know, the supernal triad. Uh, again, like what I was saying before, I think this scene, I would even just say just from looking at her sweater and the watch, <laughs> there is already more uh, clearer, more defined... It looks much more real. That would kind of, I think, go along with, again, the seventh sphere, Netsock. It's also, if you think about it, it's seven minutes to three. 2.53. Seven minutes to three. I think we're seeing a difference. And I do think, to an extent, we could be seeing, technically, the maiden right here. But I, uh, then again, again, I, I could be wrong. And, uh, yeah. I think we could just be seeing the maiden here. And it's seven minutes to three. We came from, you know, to my opinion, that was all of Vina. Uh, there was an outlet in there that was a multiple of three. Now we're going back. It's almost three o'clock, but it's seven minutes short. I think we're being shown, you know, Vina and Netzach, and Gabor, symbolism, all within this stuff. There you also see, now you have an outlet again, but it's showing three. So to me, there's just a lot of uh, three and seven stuff in there. So a lot of those numbers all do tend to go with feminine energy. So that is, yeah, again, it still sounds a little bit like the Red Room, um, you know, the backwards stuff, or the Lodge, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, it does sound weird still. And she is telling him, when you get there, you'll already be there. In a sense, I'm almost feeling like it's telling you, like, you're not actually even supposed to be doing this, in a sense. Uh, and, you know, he's, like, just still drawn to it and mesmerized by it. Um, you know, as you can see right here, Cooper, or, you know, I would even like to toss in, is Cooper a playoff of copper? You know, which can go along with electricity. Just saying. And heat. 
There might be a reason why we use those for pipes. Um, you know, gold and silver does conduct, conduct electricity better, but copper still works. So I even question if copper, I might have said this before, is uh, Cooper is a play off of copper. Um, so yeah, you have him there at number three. I'm just telling him not to go. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that he is getting pulled in a direction that he's not supposed to be going. I even think that kind of goes into the whole part that I, you know, I'll get into it a little bit further down the road into this episode. You know, the story of Twin Peaks is done and over with. Um, that Scarlet Whore or that storyline or that structure, Laura Palmer, that's done and over with. You know, he's bringing this back and he's taking us somewhere else. You know, we're not really at Twin Peaks anymore. We're somewhere else. So I just even think even it's just, you know, very deep, but I, I do think it gets into like, you know, it's done, it's dead, things are done and over with, but we're revisiting it again. And another time in space could be that. Or I could be grasping, or maybe I'm just too stoned. Who knows? But uh yeah. I'm sticking to that one. <laughs> As you can see, Cooper, you know, still uh, trying to bump his head into that outlet. He's going towards that outlet. And now you have uh, the bad version. And in case you didn't know, that is the bad version of Cooper. Um, could it be good or bad? I don't know. But, you know, it's being portrayed as the bad version of Cooper. And he is obviously being affected as the other Cooper that I think is trying to come into existence, that the lady already told him he's in, he's showing up and it's causing problems for him. Well, he hasn't shown up yet, but he's going close to the source, electrical outlet, he's trying to push himself through, and this guy is feeling something and having issues coming from his electrical car outlet. Um, I do even wonder if there is a difference or a reason. Again, this could all ju this could just be the best way for him to be showing this with a car outlet. I don't know too many other ways. Maybe if you wanted to start showing the battery affecting him, you know, electrical work or whatever. But this is probably the best way to show this connection. If I'm even close to them both, you know, going through electricity. But I do wonder, like, is his a circle because he's already here? in form, already in his circle of form, and is Cooper's kind of more like an outlet because he's not fully in form? Could that be somehow representing a zodiac sign? Could that somehow be showing the two pillars? You know, but I have wondered if there is actually even a specific difference between um, this guy and the cigarette lighter and Cooper and the outlet. Or it could just not be in It just, it just looks so silly. <laughs> um, you better hurry. My mother's coming. Again, if I was to assume that she might be Netsock or the maiden, or beautiful naked woman down at the lower of the tree, her mother would, to me, would be Bina, which again is actually the number of the that he's going towards. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, again, she could possibly be Netsock and uh, the banging going on could be, you know, Bina. The higher arc, the old hag. Um, you know, when you get into, like, I think Hakate or when you see three-faced figured uh, goddesses, I do think that is, like, the mother, the maiden, and the old hag. Uh, those three are just different stages of the, the same thing, just different times and different spaces of the same thing and different stages of evolution or devolution um, you see going on. 
And I do think that she could possibly be referring to uh, being a the old hag. Uh, but yeah, here we go. We have uh, Cooper going through the outlet and, uh, yeah, leaving that place. <laughs> Uh, we got the bad guy over here. I don't play the whole thing, but uh, eventually he cuz he does you know pull over. He starts puking out that uh, whatever that Garmin Bosia is. I might have it actually. Let me see. Let me see. So yeah, I did have it. As you can, yeah, as you can see, I didn't play all of it, but eventually, like the curtains come, he starts puking out all that Garmin Bosia. It looks a little bit different, a little bit darker, but he starts puking that stuff up, and then you know there comes the red curtains that we all know well from Firewalk with Me, and the first two seasons going back to that room, and uh, yeah, he kind of fades away. So to me, it looks like he's going back up or being pulled back up because something else, the other Cooper, is coming down. And then what do we see here? It takes us to the double R, the Rancho Rosa. Completely different place. It is not Twin Peaks anymore. Um, here we have a picture of like the little neighborhood that we're going to be going to. Uh, that is the Jeep to the house that uh, we're going to be uh, showing soon. But this is no longer... Twin Peaks. This is somewhere else. And here we have another version of Cooper. And would you know it, his left arm is bothering him. And uh, this man is technically married. And he is at another house that is not his with a prostitute. A whore. And he is having a problem with his left arm. Very weird, you know, to me. You'll see, the, there, you, there you see him. He's holding his arm. He's even got the green ring on. But he's having a problem with his left arm. Could he possibly be losing that connection to this reality? Just like I was telling you before that I think she was making a connection with electricity, is he losing his? I don't know if it's that deep or that way. But. And there we got our man puking his guts up, puking up some of that Garmin Bosia. Or if I messed that up, something close to that. Uh, now he puked. As you can see, the curtains were showing up again that we all know well. And then, boom, flies away. Almost kind of like that lady did in a sense. And, uh, yeah, now he is gone and he is uh, no longer in the double R. Cooper showed up and came out of the electrical outlet in the same room that our boy right here puked up. And as you can see, he is now inside, uh, what do you want to call it, the lodge, the red room, black lodge, whichever one you want to argue about. And he's there with the man with the missing left arm again. Something up with that arm stuff. I mean, if you even start getting into electricity, I mean, you know, arms, legs, those things are used. And there again, just to show it, he does have that ring. So he is back there, and here is a doggy, or I would call Cooper. He's here now, and you can see that he is with the woman that I was mentioning before. That is the prostitute. Uh, 
you can see I don't, you know, I have said this before. And I'm not making this into any type of, like, racism thing at all. It's just a way, an artistic way to show stuff. You have a female who is black. The left pillar, feminine, black. The red lipstick, I'll even give that a pass. may have nothing to do with Gabora. But, I mean, now she's got purple stuff with her. Just like the beginning of the show, when I was talking about Bina, black and purple, Scarlet Whore, the Whore of Babylon, coming into this existence, birthing something into this existence, I think we might be being shown something with this. And I don't think I'm grasping. You mean Jade has to give you two rides? Jade, give two rides. Now, what I thought was pretty interesting about that, well, I, I would also like to even show, she gets into the Jeep. The Jeep is black and yellow. What else is black and yellow? Bees. They got a queen bee. Hive mind. Uh, black is the pillar. Yellow can't even go with Mercury which would fall on the orange sphere hold on the bottom of the tree of life. Where I was mentioning before, you start getting into speech and you start getting into writing. And that technically is an, a male thing on the left side of the tree. So you saw him get into her car. Again, I think kind of looks like a bee, queen bee symbolism. Left pillar symbolism. He's jumping into that. She's giving him a ride. He is going down the tree, down towards Mercury, down towards Hode, where speech starts. And he doesn't say a damn thing until she crosses Sycamore Street. Sycamore, a tree. Flowers are feminine. Low to the ground, very colorful and beautiful, captivating, smells nice, looks pretty. Trees, male, expansive, phallic-looking type of stuff. The male energy has crossed again and gone over to the other side, and he now talks where Hode is on the left side of the tree. That's what I think just happened here. And I'm, uh, I'm sticking to that one. Now here's $5. Call for help. Here's $5. Call for help. And what does she do? <laughs> she drops him off in Vegas. At a gambling place. Sin City. Where everything that a human could want to embellish in overly and probably isn't good is at alcohol, drugs, gambling, women, sex, etc. All of the wonderful things that can pull you away from the top of the tree are all available here. And I do think the five may represent Gabor in a sense. So now she, oh, the Scarlet Whore, the Scarlet Witch, the Whore of Babylon is dropping Dougie off here into existence in Las Vegas. And that is what I think this whole episode is showing. How Cooper and Twin Peaks got birthed back into this next series. Or next season. And that's what I got for season three, episode three. I uh, might have been a little bit more out there or, you know, maybe not compared to all the ones I did, maybe a little bit more deeper. But uh, I, I truly think um, some of the things and ideas and theories that I was saying may not be that much of a grasp or I could be going in the right area and still I could still be wrong. 
I'm always the first one to say that. I don't think everything I say is correct in gospel. It's just ideas and thoughts. There's even things I change sometimes a week later, you know, on, on ideas that I have. But uh, I think this one, especially with this last scene at the end with, with this female character, I really do think it is literally just showing coming down the tree and the idea of Twin Peaks that really is dead and gone and the idea of Cooper that is dead and gone is coming back to a place that it's not really supposed to be at because it doesn't exist anymore. But it's going to anyway. Because the people, the fans, and the energies pulling it back into existence. Yeah. Um, real quick, I meant to mention this at the beginning, and I really hope people didn't shut this off already, thinking I was done. And I, I hope uh, most of you didn't shut it off because you think it was just garbage. But I did want to mention that uh, Helen, we all know Helen. And if you don't know Helen, that is because you are not in the Element server. And the link for that is in the bottom in the show notes, and you should really check it out. Especially, you know, actually, especially if you really are a Twin Peaks fan and you are enjoying this stuff, and, and it may not even be into my other stuff, but enjoy the Twin Peaks, we even do have a just a Twin Peaks section. So you can even just be into that and check out the Element server, and I'm sure you'd love a lot of the stuff that's in there. But if you don't know who Helen is, it's because you're not in the Element server. You, you should really check it out. There's other groups in there, other shows, tons of topics. Again, it is not because of me or Lux or anybody else that that server is great. It is because of the people that set it up and the people that are in there. And Helen is one of them. She's like the mama bear of all of that. And she bought me this shirt, and she sent it to me. And I am going to be wearing this shirt every time I do a Peaks. And I, I can't express... How much that meant to me, Helen, that you sent that. That's some real stuff. You know, you didn't have to do that. You sent it from another country. I appreciate that stuff. And I want to let everybody know, uh, you know, shout out to Helen. An awesome woman. I have known her since almost day one and is still there. I can't thank you enough. I, I don't need gifts from you. <laughs> Everything that you've done is more than enough, woman. But thank you, and I just, you know, I, I, I fucking love the shirt. I'm trying to curb my cursing, but I, I couldn't with that. Uh, I really do love this shirt and it, just what it means. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so people, you know, give a shout-out to Helen if you know who she is. Say, yo, that's what's up. I love this shirt. That's awesome that you sent it to NY Patriot. And, you know, if you know who she is, just let her know that we appreciate everything that she does, you know, with Eric and Asha, too. I can't leave them out. But, you know, holler at Helen. <laughs> thank you very much for the shirt. I think that is awesome. Uh, and thank you all if you're still listening to the show. Again, if you are a first-time listener and you're still listening, yo, that is what's up. I appreciate it. I guess you must have enjoyed something or found this interesting or maybe I was just entertaining at the least. But if you got something out of it and you think this is kind of thought-provoking, um, please, hit that sub button if you haven't already. Hit that like button and pass this on to a friend, family member, co-worker, some fan of Peaks, maybe somebody who you think that I might have said something that might help somebody think more or just awaken themselves to the world around them. Share it. If you're a returning listener, thank you. If it wasn't for all of you, I wouldn't keep going. Well, Actually, maybe, because I just love doing this stuff. As you can t tell, because I'm constantly doing stuff, I have to love and have a passion for this stuff. But it's nice knowing that there are people there to uh, listen or watch and maybe uh, go on their own little investigation. You know, Perfect to go along with Peaks. Maybe we're all supposed to be little detectives on our own trying to figure out this existence in this world we're in. Maybe we're supposed to look at everything and not take it for face value, not take what we've been told and be a detective about stuff. You know, uh, as long as that happens, I'm happy I did my part. Another reason why this stuff is free, why I say the best gift and the best way you can show appreciation is just by hitting that, that share button, and sharing this. Um, you know, I think... We all should be looking at 
ourselves, looking at the world and being little detectives. And, you know, as long as I give that inspiration, my job is done. And that is something that I don't think should be charged for. In my opinion, and not to start getting <laughs> into God, and this isn't religious religion, but I do think that is the only thing God expects from us and wants us to do. In my opinion, for me, we, we need to start being become detectives and start actually realizing who we are, what we are, where we came from. Because I think what we have been made to believe, visually and auditorily, is a scam. And God wants us to wake up to that. And he wants us to come to him. So, with that said, that is why I don't charge, because I believe this stuff is all available to us for free, from the source, so I can't charge for that. Who am I to charge for that? So, again, share the show if you love it. Don't want money? I mean, I, I do take donations because it does cost stuff, but, like, really, when it comes down to it, all I care about is just sharing it, you know? So, yeah, for the returning, returning guests, for the returning fans, re-listeners, and for the new ones... Again, just share it. That is the best gift you could ever give me. And I'll shut up now and we'll end this. Uh, I hope everybody, like I said again before, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope everybody got something out of this. I hope this made you think. Even if you think this dude might be wrong on some things, but made you think. That's all I wanted, and I'm happy. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, I highly suggest you check out my BitChute, and my YouTube channel. These types of shows, especially the solo ones I do, in my opinion, you really do need a visual. It is a totally different ballgame if you look at the visual. So if you're listening, check out the show notes. I have BitChute. I have YouTube. Knock on wood. It's still going. And if you happen to just come across me now, I do have podcasts. So if you're watching my stuff, I'll let you know that I do have more stuff on audio that's on podcasts and BitChute. Um, YouTube, we all know how YouTube is, which is why I'm bringing this up, because if you're watching this on YouTube, I can tell you already there is a lot more stuff that I have done that is not on here, and it's still for free. So check out the show notes and check out the NY Patriot Show, Spiritual Gangsters, and the Occult Rejects. All have episodes that are on, uh, you know, podcasts and have more stuff that is uh, uncensored. So now after I'm done with all that spiel, I'll finally shut up. And thank you all for checking my show out again. And thank you for checking it out for the first time, if it happens to be the case. And until the next one, everybody be well. Later. <laughs>